And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. I certainly am, and thank you very much there, the legendary John Bon Jovial. And thank you, listeners, for joining us for another hour of music merriment and all, all kinds of happy stuff coming up. We've got some great guests for you. We have a returning guest from, uh, oh, wow, it's been three years since, uh, since Fitzsimon and Brogan were guests on the show. And we have a new guest who has never been here before. So <laughs> he's also waiting in the green room. So we're going to uh, we're going to try to keep this sane and civilized, so we don't scare him away, or he won't be here today, and he'll never come back again in the future. And we wouldn't want to scare anybody away. But uh, we're happy to be here. We're happy you're here with us. We're happy that Randy is waiting for us, and we'll be getting to him in just a few minutes. But first, we have a new artist who is a um, actually a new trap pop artist out of Germany who goes by the name of Flora Camille. And here's her tune, Shanghai Nights. Have you looked carefully? 
said a uh, an emerging uh, trap pop artist from Germany and she's making quite some waves over in Europe with uh, rather intoxicating music style she calls her music an ethereal soundscape which she samples with some oriental strings bass trap beats of course topped off with some dreamy melodies which kind of make for bewitching songs kind of linger in your head and just sort of float around ethereally after you listen to her. Kind of a haunting romance, and she pairs this haunting music with a paradoxical lyric, uh, lust for life, uh, brooding thoughts about her own indecisiveness and waywardness, and uh, you find her reminiscing about mystical fervor and the vivid delusion. She's fascinated by this idea of a multidimensional spirit who's supposedly living within each of us. And uh, I think that's a, uh, well, it's an interesting thought we could pursue some other time. Maybe, maybe we could get her on the show and she could discuss these, these thoughts that she has. But I do have to say that her explanation of her music does fit with the style of the music. It is ethereal. There is some oriental strings uh, sampled in it. The melodies are rather dreamy. And uh, the, uh, the lyrics are definitely paradoxical, if nothing else. What say you, John Bon Jovi? Uh, it, it, <laughs> it, it is, you know, it, it's the kind of music, uh, it kind of reminds me of Enya a little bit. I can take small doses of it. I don't mind listening to something like that for maybe five or ten minutes. But to be honest with you, and maybe it's just because I'm a dinosaur roaming the world, uh, it's it's just not my cup of tea. But, you know, I can but see you, that those people that are into the ethereal kind of thing would probably kind of dig on it. What I, I can see your comparison to any uh, type of world music, and I think, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of that paired with a trap beat and some other ethereal injections. It's, it's an interesting sound. Uh, I'd have to hear more of it. Hopefully we'll get to hear more of her tracks. It's, you know, it's really hard to get a feel for someone's music off of one three minute track. Although we do every day, uh, listeners do it every time they hear a new artist. It's all of a sudden, I love this artist. It's the best artist I've ever heard. And they rush out to buy the first record or disc or download the first digital version, whatever. And, uh, that's how stars are made. But I think, uh, I think there's a place in the music world for this young lady. And I think her sound is something that is a good meld of exactly what you said, world, and as well as the trap sound. And uh, I don't know. I think there's a market for it. It's going to be interesting to see how she 
fares in that market and how she follows through after this. Look forward to hearing a little bit more from Flora Camille in the future. Uh, how other than uh, other than you not being swept away emotionally <laughs> by the uh, by the previous sound that we just played, uh, uh, how are things in uh, in Bon Jovial land? Well, you know, here we are. As uh, our regular listeners will know, you're in the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and I'm in Southwest Florida in Naples. And all I can say is that, you know, while Florida may be an absolutely miserable place to be in the summertime because of the oppressive heat and humidity, I am so grateful that I am here right now and not in this large swath of the United States that is suffering from ice and (laughs) snow and cold and icy roads and drivers that forget how to drive in the winter. And so, yes, life is really good in Florida right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you, and I really extend my my prayers and blessings uh, to the people who are suffering oh, through this uh, unbelievable uh, Arctic cold snap that swept all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico from there up to back up to Canada again. Uh, they is, call uh, it a polar really, vortex, is what it's known as. A yeah, polar well, vortex. yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's really almost unprecedented in our lifetimes. I mean, it could have happened in the centuries past, sure. but I know in our lifetime, it's we've never seen it to this extreme. Well, I, and, I, was, uh, I was watching the I news really, this morning, and the uh, overly exuberant local weatherman, yeah, this guy is so happy it's ridiculous, <laughs> but... The, I know, this the, guy, the weather people yeah. today, they, they, even the news people are getting this... Yeah, this guy was saying that, so that it, it doesn't happen very often, but in Dallas, it was colder in Dallas this morning than it was in Anchorage, Alaska. And, mm-hmm. and you yeah. don't see that too often. No, no, you don't. And uh, you're absolutely right. I know I was comparing to my home sod back in upstate New York, and it was colder in Dallas than it was back up there, too. And to think this is this cold has gone all the way down to the Mexican border. Oh, yeah. I mean, way below... Uh, Way below Dallas, Fort Worth. I, you know, I can remember and many, uh, yeah, many years ago. I can remember this is would be uh, back in the late '80s, and I went to an NAB convention, the National Association of Broadcasters convention, that took place uh, in Dallas that year, and it was the radio version of it. So it was in the winter in February, and they had just had an ice storm the day before we got there. And I used to live in Alaska, and I can tell you that those two or three days that I spent in Dallas was the coldest and most miserable I have ever been in my life, and I was so glad to get out of there. (laughs) I can well imagine, having lived up in the North Country myself, uh, I, I can understand completely. So our best wishes and prayers to the folks who are suffering through this and the attendant problems that go with it, power outages, bad roads, accidents, uh, all of that. We wish you nothing but the best. We're going to move on right now to our first guest, Randy Seedorf, who is patiently waiting for us. We're going to be talking to him right after we listen to this track of his called Fearless. Bye. 
Randy Seedorf, ladies and gentlemen. That's called Fearless, and hopefully he's feeling fearless after listening to our banter. Come on in here and say hello, Randy. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, we are so happy to have you here and hope we haven't scared you away. Uh, we we tend once in a while to get off on little tangents and, uh, and you know, you never know what's going to happen next on this show. But I can promise you one thing. Once you're on the show, you're part of the family. So uh, you're going to have to put up with us like the, uh, you know, like weird Uncle Harold or whatever. That's It's just the way it goes. <laughs> We're glad well, to you have know you every here. family. You know, David, every family's got one of those, you know. Oh, I know. Uh, you know the, I know, the weird Uncle Harold, you know, the guy that, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm in. Like the family, all that. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a few that, in my is family. Is that you, John? That is, that is me, Randy. Yes. I'm, I'm weird <laughs> Uncle Harold. <laughs> I got you. Well, Randy, other than, the, other than cavorting with weird people, for folks who aren't familiar with you, uh, I'd like you to... Maybe tell us a little bit about Randy Seedorf, where you came from, and how you got to where you are today. Well, um, I grew up in a in a farm town in northeast Iowa, uh, and my family um, my my dad was a farmer, uh, his dad was a farmer, um, his uncles were farmers. You know, that's what our people did, and mm-hmm. uh, as that as that culture started to erode and Farming started to become big, you know, corporate entities. Um, uh, they ended up selling their family farm and moving to Kansas City, Missouri, where I currently live now. This is where I grew up, um, and uh, and my family raised me. Uh, my mother was a country music artist back in the 1950s, and her awesome. stage name was was the Prairie Sweetheart. And, uh, awesome. yeah, she sang on the radio in Chicago and, you know, the, the barn dance and all that. And, uh, she right. had a lot of state fair appearances and things like that. My uncle was, a, a Nashville studio musician and, uh, and, uh, toured with, a, an artist that was the stage band for a lot of major artists at these state fairs, things like that. So, a lot of times when so they didn't travel with a band. So, Yeah. It's it's in your blood then. Yeah, I I, I grew up around musicians and um, singing. Uh, I come from a family with eight kids, and uh, mm. with a big family like that, when we all got together with our cousins and aunts and uncles, and you know the instruments would come out and we'd have a have a jam and and all sing together. So. And that's great, music bringing people together. I think we need more of that today. We need something to bring us back together, that's for sure. How did you uh, How did you transition into doing this professionally? Well, I, uh, I started out uh, singing in church like a lot of artists. Uh, my mother was the worship, worship leader at our church growing up, and, and so I got, I got nominated to help her, you know, at a really young age, and then I guess when I was about 11, uh, all my other brothers and sisters had got to choose what instrument they wanted to play. And uh, so when my mother asked me what I wanted to do, I said, well, I want to play guitar. And uh, so from then on, it was it was like a love affair with guitar. And um, when I got to be a teenager, then I started doing what teenagers do, you know, finding other people that played music. Sure. 
and collaborating with them and, you know, learning other things from each other on the guitar. So uh, uh, I, I, I guess I was I in can, my late teens when I started writing songs. So I can understand that completely. Now, you, you you're... I, I don't know. I, you get into classifications, and of course, in this day and age, classifications and genres have gotten so muddled. Uh, you, you're listed as a contemporary Christian artist. Your music uh, has uh, some rock. It has some country, uh, various threads you can hear the influence in. How do you categorize your music? If If I were to come to you and say, okay... Uh, we're going to get you on the radio. What kind of stations do you want to play? Obviously, your first answer is going to be everyone I can get on. But looking at it from the standpoint of you're classifying your music, where would you place it? Well, I, I would say that we're that I, I definitely have a country influence in in my life and in my music. Um, I would say it's roots music uh, that it that has an Americana flavor to it. Even though the message is a message of hope and it's driven by my faith, um, you know, I think we try to reach out to multiple genres in the way that we write our music. So I don't know if that's vague enough for you or not, but um, no, I just fine. try to be very, very honest and very authentic in what I write. And uh, like the song that you just you just heard, people are living in fear. You know, they're they're. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of that out there right now, and, and, and they're dealing with the unknown during this pandemic. And uh, um, I, I think they need to, uh, in my view, make the most of today, even though they're they may be quarantined at home. So, I agree. I agree, and it's it's a challenge for people. I know each of us is living through it. And we know how the challenge affects us, but it is definitely a challenge for people today. John Bon Jovial. I know you're waiting to jump in here. What you got? Well, uh, first of all, you know, let's just get the nastiness out of the way. My condolences to you on the Chiefs. Uh, I really thought it would be. Oh a, well. Yeah, I thought hey, it would man. be a closer game. You know, I am way more rootsy than than your normal mainstream contemporary music. Um, the album that this song came from, Fearless, has some worship songs on it. But you'll see that those worship songs have my personality in them, and they mm -hmm. have that same flavor. So, and I think you're. I, now I've gotten to listen to a uh, few of your tracks. John does not, and that's intentional. I don't let him listen to the music. I don't even tell him who's going to be on the next show so that he doesn't go out and listen to them because I want to get his first impression cold as if he were listening uh, online to the oh. podcast for the first time and get his reaction to the music. So when he says wow. he likes something, uh, you can take it for what it's worth because he hasn't had time to form an opinion or cover up his feelings yet. Well, and sometimes <laughs> I, I also, that. you know, I'll put my foot in my mouth and get myself in trouble. And, and I didn't mean to, I, you know, <laughs> oh, I, I hope I didn't come across as, uh, as insulting the young lady that, that played just before us. But again, he's right. I, I don't get Whoa. to hear the music until we actually play it on the and show. You, and nobody likes, nobody likes every single kind of music. I've got as sure. broad a perspective of music as, as most anybody. And there are some, I, I don't, you know, I'll be honest. I don't go out of my way to listen to rap and I don't go out of my way to listen to high opera. So there are th things mm -hmm. that, you know, 
there are types of music I'm more appreciative of others than others, I should say. Now you have. Well, I think I, I think as I think as an artist. Sorry, I wanted to jump in for a second. Um, go ahead. I think as an artist and also as a uh, as a songwriter, I, I think that can you know constructive criticism can really be a motivator for you. I know it has been for me when people have have said, well. I don't like this about your music or that. If you honestly take a look at that, a lot of times they're right. And um, you, if you take that constructively, it can motivate you to be better. So, Well, they've always said beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and that holds true for music, too. Whatever you behold, you know, you see with your eyes or hear with your ears, and you are going to flavor it with your opinion. But you mentioned motivations, and I know that, you had an experience that uh, turned your life around a little bit, uh, an experience with an armed robber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, in 1993, well, I, you know, I, at a very young age, I started into the hospitality injury, excuse me, the hospitality um, industry. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that was kind of an extension of me being able to play music because of a lot of the the places where I worked, they had live music. And so I was able to kind of work my way up on stage, you know, it's kind of an ulterior motive. Um, but, uh, one of the restaurants where I was managing, um, you got broke into when I was uh, there by myself early in the morning and four armed guys, uh, and I had a tussle. Um, they won as soon as the guns came out and, uh, they ended up, uh, I ended up on the floor in the office uh, tied with my hands behind my back and my feet tied to my hands. Um, when they did that, they, uh, the gentleman who did that slammed his heel of his boot into my back and fractured one of my Ouch. vertebrae. Um, the ensuing discussion was going to, was about whether they were going to cut my throat or whether they were going to shoot me in the head. And, uh, that would, uh, yeah, that would definitely and, get your attention. <laughs> So, you know, God and I had a discussion there on the floor about, you know, well, I guess this, if this is it, um, you know, you've certainly got my attention. And, uh, uh, you know, I just, I just, uh, I don't know if it was audible or inside. I just cried out to the Lord and I said, hey, you know, I know that I need to change my path here. Um, and uh, will you help me do that? And I hadn't finished thinking that and there was a honk on the horn from the getaway car in the parking lot and they took the money and they left without killing me so it definitely got my attention uh, and changed my path so it definitely would we've got uh, only a few seconds left here so i want to give you time to tell us about this next song we're going to play because it's a it's obviously a special song tell us about family tree um, I feel like everybody has these landmark moments in their life, um, and I chose three to write this song about singing with my family, the birth of my son, and my conversion experience when I asked uh, Jesus into my life. And uh, you can put yourself in the middle of that song. I think there's nothing that quite changes you like becoming a parent. And uh, certainly for me, nothing changed the, the course of my life more um, than my faith journey. So, 
Well, thank you, and we want to thank you so much for coming, spending time, and sharing your story and your music with us today. And before we let you go, got to give you time to do some self-promotion. Tell the folks how they can find you online, get your music, get in touch with you. Um, you can you can message me at randycedorf.com, R-A-N-D-Y-S-E-E-D-O-R-F-F.com. That's my website. Um, uh, you can buy our music on all the social media platforms, um, um, I, iTunes, uh, Spotify, um, Deezer, Tidal, um, all of those, so all those uh, digital platforms. And uh, our new album, our full album release should be out by the 1st of March. So... I'm glad you mentioned that. You saved me the, the the trouble of checking my notes to be sure that got mentioned. We want to mention to you that, uh, as I said before, you're now part of the family, like it or not. And oh. I have a uh, I have a Facebook groups page, and uh, cool. it's uh, the David Bowers Awards on Facebook, and you can post your own music news, uh, play dates, new releases, whatever you've got that you want to share with the listeners and fans post it there. We'll pick it up from there and post it on our other social media sites. So uh, feel free to use that page for that purpose because that's what it's there for. Well, that's very kind and very generous of you, David. And it's really nice to meet both you gentlemen and, uh, and John, it is nine below here in Kansas city with eight inches of snow and the wind chill is minus 20. So I'm just a little jealous about you being in Florida right now. Well, you know, the expression sucks to be you, right? (laughs) (laughs) Randy, thank you again so much for being here with us Yeah, Randy, thanks. It's been great. It really has. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for playing the music. You're welcome. And here he is with Family Tree.
Randy Cedar, Family Tree. Thank you so much, Randy, for joining us and sharing your music and story with us today. And we do look forward to hearing from you and uh, maybe having you come back and rejoin us in the future if we haven't scared you off. John Bondovial, comments? Well, I tell you what, I like this guy. He, I mean, nice guy, just all around nice guy. He's got a, a, a good sense of humor. And uh, I think he makes some pretty good music. It's like I said, you know, the... the uh, the, the Christian music scene isn't necessarily my thing, but there are some certain artists that stand out because they just do such a good job. And I think that Randy's one of them. I think he's going to go places, especially in this. If he, if he can not only stick to the genre, but also uh, of contemporary Christian music, but also maybe branch out into country a little bit, I, I think he's got a real good chance. Well, yeah, and he's, he's got a good potential uh, contemporary country sound uh, with the injection of some pop rock. And I, I, I agree with you. I like his sound. I like it a lot. I also like the sound of the next guests on the David Bowers Awards today. Uh, some old friends from uh, back in August of 2018, I think they were on the show. They're from the UK. They call themselves FAB, which is short for the initials of Tim Simon and Brogan, F-A-B. And here they are with their current hit, after which we'll be talking to them. This is Fitzsimon and Brogan with Persuasion.
Persuasion by our next guest, and here is Neil of Fitzsimon and Brogan. Hello, Neil. Hello there. Welcome back. Been entirely too long. We were just yeah. talking about the fact where you haven't been on the show since back in August of 2018. That's way too long, man. Two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. Um, we 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 had another album uh, out after that as well. Um, that uh, that did really well. Uh, and then there was a bit of like health issues uh, amongst us, so we took a while out to get over that. But thankfully, that's okay. And uh, yeah, we released this uh, new album um, towards the end of last year, and it's it's done really well for us. Well, I know uh, we just played Persuasion, which is a great track. Yeah, and I love I love the track we're going to be playing next, which is a toy for Juliet. All but, right. Uh, one of uh, you've already answered part of my first question is what you've been doing for the last two and a half years, and uh, I'm sorry to hear about your health problems, but uh, yeah, we've dealt with a couple over here too. I had uh, I had to go around with a mild case of COVID back at the end of July, first oh, part no. of August. Yeah, and uh, that wasn't too bad, but the three times it's come back and bit me since uh, kind of got to, you know a little bit uh, yeah. annoying. But uh, I've had yeah, uh, I've had my stays in the hospital spa for a while. Hopefully, right. I won't have to do that again right away. Have you but, had your va- Have you had your vaccine yet? Not yet. Not yet. Right. I was waiting. Uh, I wanted to wait until my doctors thought it was okay yeah. for me because, uh, like I said, I last three months I had after effects of it. So we wanted to wait and see if I was yeah. ready for it, and uh, hopefully, I am because oh, that's good. Yeah, really. But uh, anyway, back to the music at hand. Right. Tell us about the uh, tell us about the new album you've got out. Um, yeah, it's called This Wicked Pantomime, um, uh, and it's actually come out as uh, on CD as well. It's on all the uh, the download portals. Um, 
there's an American label called Cat Music who've put it out as a double CD with, um, I think it's 25 tracks on it and all. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, there's a bonus track with, you know, there's quite a few more songs on it, um, but in about another 11 songs. So, um, yeah, and it's done really well. And as, um, we had Woody Woodmansey, you know, David Bowie's drummer played yeah, on it. Yeah. And Pete Thomas, Elvis Costello's drummer, played on it as well. So yeah, that that, that was really brilliant getting those two uh, nice. to play on it. Really, really good. And we've met Woody now and got quite friendly with him as well. So yeah, it's you know uh, two of my heroes playing on it, it was um, <laughs> it was pretty good. Something I couldn't quite believe. Always nice when you can get somebody yeah. like that to to sit in on your yeah. on your yeah. sessions and your music. Yeah. And, uh, uh, what uh, what have you been doing with the uh, you know during this uh, COVID shutdown? I know you haven't been doing a lot of live shows. No, no, we, no. Well, we, we we don't play live at all. We're just basically a studio act. Now we uh -huh. we did we, we did all the live stuff uh, back in the day when we were in a band called Pretty Blue Gun. We were like signed to an indie label, and we uh, did all the touring and, and everything like that. Uh, and then when that split up, because uh, me and B uh, are partners as well, we live together. Um, and I was the I was the songwriter in the groups, and she was the singer. So it was, it just made sense that we'd uh, we'd carry it on as a duo, and um, it's worked out. We even managed to um, acquire a, a studio bought for us by an American publisher, then went into liquidation. So we kept it. So we've got that in our house, and um, yeah, we've been doing stuff ever since. Yeah, and it's it's, it's I got to be honest, I, I prefer this to actually the live side. Of it, you know, being in the studio, it suits us both more. Well, that's that's great, and, and especially if you can still sell your music. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of artists re rely on the live touring to push yeah. their, their sales. Yeah, and that, and that's that's been killed stone dead now, hasn't it? With all this going on, I mean, you just know, about except for yeah. the it, it's opened up one new avenue, and we've talked about this several times yeah. over the past few months, and that is the live online shows all right and, yeah uh, which you know for my money it has uh, it'll never replace the in-person concert oh, no. No. but there is another advantage that can be a lot more personal yeah and uh it can even be a, a very spontaneous you know yeah i've had artists who sit down in their own studio and they play their music and they'll get yeah. a book to try something and uh, you can do all kinds of stuff. I I think it has opened up a new area in that respect. And I, yeah, I, I it has. Yeah, support that. John Bon Jovial, you're sitting there rather quiet, which is unusual. Well, I'm just listening in rapt fascination. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hey, Neil, welcome welcome back to the show. Uh, yeah, and, and I you. agree with Thanks, David. John. It has been entirely too long. Uh, since uh, we've been able to speak with you and get your input yeah. and, and that kind of thing, and uh, you know, listening to the to the music uh, and comparing it to that of a couple of years ago, I have heard, I don't know if this is the right word, but a maturation process that has taken place. I mean, you've got some really good rock and roll here, and yeah. uh, it. I, I'd like to know what has gotten you from point A to point B with this, because th this yeah. is this is a, a more polished product than yeah. that of two and a half years ago. Not to say that that was bad; that was pretty damn good, actually. But yeah. but this has got a, a, a flair, a panache to it. And so, what what have you done to get here? Um, well, I think the the the, uh, the the album you're talking about, the Big Blue World album, a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, that was basically. Um, 
put together by the record company. We were um, we were we were just um, in awe of being signed to somebody. So uh, it turned out in, in their vision rather than ours. But with this last album, it, it, we've really uh, gone for that ourselves. And I've written the stuff that I've wanted to write for a long time, a little bit more uh, offbeat. And I think that's what like got Woody Woody and Woody Woodman's interested in it as well like with the David Bowie connection and that's what we wanted to do but I think they 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 weren't really going for that the uh, the darker side of the things which we right. which we wanted to do that's what we tried to do on this album give it a little bit more depth uh, rather than just like um I, I'm not going to deride my own work but some like the bubblegum pop we've we've like dispensed with some of that and uh um, I don't know. I think. I mean, someone described it as indie dream pop, whatever that means. So I have no idea. But <laughs> indie dream pop. I, I don't think yeah. I've heard that one. No, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have we have to have categories and yeah. subcategories for all of our music. Now uh, we were talking about an opening song that we played on this show. That's on this show, uh, and it's uh, it's from a. Uh, well, I don't know if she's German, but she's in Germany now. She's based there, Flora Camille. And yeah. uh, she had uh, an, a mix of ethereal soundscapes with uh, some oriental right. strings worked in and trap beats. And it was oh, really God. a weird concoction. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's like every person has a place. Every music style has a place. That's too. right, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so we, we, we've seen a lot of that. And, yes, I agree with... Uh, with John, the sound that you have now is a yeah. definite maturation of what you had before. And yeah. I can understand we've had artists in the past who have voiced the same thing. The fact that uh, the labels, you know, they want yeah. to churn out hits and make money. So yeah. you, they pressure you to do stuff that you might not want to do on your own. I know Tommy James yeah. was, uh, was a great one to talk to about that uh, because right. he was he was telling us that, you know, with Roulette Records, which was a front for the mob, uh, they didn't really know how to handle a successful act or what to do. So no. they pretty much let him do whatever he wanted to. So most of the hits that he had back there in the 60s and into the 70s were, you know, legitimate stuff that he came up with, not yeah. something the label told him to do. But in most cases, that's the case. The label tells you what to do. And uh, yeah. I... Uh, I'm really glad that you got yourself in a position where you can produce and publish your music and yeah. not have to worry about the label. Uh, it's one of the things John and I have done with the show here. Uh, when yeah. we put it together, we decided we would do, you know, we would do something we wanted to do the way we wanted to do it. And yeah. uh, here we are talking to you many years later, and uh, so glad you've come with us. Uh, do want to ask you before you leave, I want to ask you about this next song we're going to play. But first, let me do what we always do, and that's give you a chance to do some self-promotion. So tell the folks how they can contact you, find your music online, and, uh, you know, all of that stuff. Well, we're, we're Fab Pop UK on uh, Facebook. Um, I'm not really great on all the... Well, on Twitter, uh, under Fitzsimon and Brogan. We've got our own website, fitzsimonandbrogan.com. Uh, we're on Apple, we're on iTunes, we're on everything. It's right across the board. They can find us anywhere. And they can buy the actual physical CD from Cool Cat Music uh, there in New York, I think, in the USA. And that's uh, Cool Cat uh, 
uh, with a K on everything, Cool Cat, and right. the music. The music's got a K on the and they, and they specialised in power pop music. You know that's why we went with them because right. you know they get what we're doing. But you mentioned Tommy James. I I, um, I wouldn't mind putting out Crimson and Clover to be quite honest. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> a great tune, and uh, he was really, really a lot of fun to talk to. The time yeah. we've had him on here, I yeah. know we had one one interesting thing. We were before the show, Tommy and I were talking, and we were comparing health notes, and uh, we got to talking about a thing called the nuclear stress test. They give you to see, you know, how strong your heart is, and he yeah. was telling me that he, he had the misfortune. Uh, here it's a test to see if you are susceptible to a heart attack, and he had a minor heart attack while he was taking the test. So, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> yeah, the the interesting things you find out uh, doing this show, Neil. Before you go, okay. last shot. I want to have you tell us about uh, about the song we're going to play next. All right, a Toy for Juliet. Right. Um, yeah, that's got Pete Thomas of Elvis Costello's band in Attractions on drums. And apparently it's reached number one on iTunes in South Africa. Don't ask me why, but it has. Um, they seem to be, it seems to be very popular out growing, there. Yeah. There's a growing music community down there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I was really quite surprised. We were, actually, we were actually above Bruce Springsteen, which I take as a bit of wow. an honor. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock it. Maybe you can get him to open for you sometime. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, it's been a blast. Okay. Uh, say hello to your partner for us. I will do. And, uh, we wish you all the way, all Thank the very you, best. Neil. Don't been stay great. away so long. Don't oh, stay no, away I won't so long. Do. I won't great. Do. Nice Love to, to have you. Both. Our pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, Neil Fitzsimon of Fitzsimon and Brogan. Thank you very much, Neil. And okay. here is a toy for Juliet.
For Juliet, and we had to play that because uh, their uh, promotional rep, uh, Michael Stover from MTS Records, uh, mentioned to me that uh, that's one of his favorite songs by Fitzsimon and Brogan, affectionately referred to as FAB. So if you look them up online, you can look for the initials capital F, small case A, capital B. And that stands for Fitzsimon and Brogan. We thank them so much for sharing their music and stories with us. And there's something about there's something about a good Brit band that you can always tell it's a Brit band. Now, granted, in Toy for Juliet, you could hear the accent came through on that tune, but uh, not so much on Persuasion. But you can still get the sound and feel of the Brit band, can't you, John? Yes, absolutely. No, they uh, did a good job on there, nice production values on it. But, yes, it, it, it's it's kind of reminiscent of the old 60s British invasion music and uh, a very, yeah, you know, I was thinking re- the very thing. retro, if you will. I, I like it. Especially the guitar work. Yes, 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 indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that about wraps up another show, ladies and gentlemen. We are thankful for our guests, Fitzsimon and Brogan, and Mr. Randy Seedorf for sharing their time, their stories, and, of course, their music with us because it's all about the music as well as the people who make it. Remember that if you have an artist or if you are an artist that should be acknowledged on the show, have your music played, or maybe even guest on the show, drop us a line. Email david at thedavidbowers.com and tell us the name of the artist 
and why you think they should be on the show. Include a uh, a link to some of their music if you want, and make it a lot easier for us to uh, get an idea of who you're talking about and whether they should be on the show or not. And who knows? Maybe we'll have them on the show. And John Bon Jovio, we always look forward to you taking us home. That's right. Time to get out of here, folks. You did it again. Thank you so much for spending the hour with us. We truly are grateful for your presence and, of course, for your input. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in beautiful Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun, Tempe, Arizona, and is available for free on most of the major streaming services. Be sure to follow us here at the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and of course on Facebook. And join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZFM 106.3, Rochester, New York. That, of course, being Rochester Free Radio. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and Nick, our marvelously geeky engineer, I am yours truly, the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial. Wash your hands, love each other, keep your distance, get your shot. We'll see you next week right here on The David Bowers Awards.